All right, what did I learn today to become a better communicator? Guess I'll just go in order of the different things that I created. Um, first ones were just my weather forecasts, part of the news. It felt good today. Just right off the bat, I felt like I was very natural. I felt like I was thinking very clearly, well-rested. But I noticed I got worse throughout the show. Now, again, some of the bad things that I do, I just noticed I did one. I'm going to point it out so that hopefully I work on it throughout the rest of this podcast. I've been using a lot of filler words recently, like and, but, and so to connect my sentences. The word now to start my paragraphs. Did that twice in my short form video today, which is only a minute long. And then I've also been using low confidence words like kinda, sort of, I think, um, and then I've even started to say like, which is not okay. Need to get that out of my vo- out of my vocabulary. Now the reason you want to get low confidence words out of your vocabulary is even if what you're saying is true, when you use low confidence words, it gives people reason to doubt what you're saying. I noticed it because I was watching a podcast this weekend, and in the podcast, this old guy, he seemed like a sweet old man, he was making an amazing point that I totally agree with, but as he was making it, he'd be like, okay, well, all right, this is going to take a little while for me to explain, so just bear with me here, and then he's... Be like, and again, this is this is just what I believe. Like, not saying this is true. This is just what I think. It's like, no, dude. Like, claim your ideas. You might be wrong, but you know, if you believe something, speak it to the world like you believe it, and then people can prove you wrong, and you can change your beliefs. Now, that's not to say you should always be a hundred percent confident in what you're saying, because If there's something that you are low confident, that have low confidence in, like perhaps flood charts in a weather forecast, it is important to convey confidence because that is a good way to hold on to your credibility. For example, with the flood charts, I'd say, all right, now we can't really trust these flood charts, but it's the best tools that we have to work with. Right now it says we're going to reach major stage of flooding, and there's a good chance that that does happen. That's as confident as you can be. But if you have an idea that you are confident in, that you truly believe, take out all those low confidence words and claim it. That's one of the things I've noticed I've been doing wrong. Now back to the weather forecast. I definitely noticed I was better in the first hour than the second hour. I believe the reason for this is... A lot of the graphics I was showing and talking about in the first hour were brand new to me. It was the first time I talked about them. So I was actually looking at the graphics, explaining what was going on. I was still organizing my thoughts about what was going on throughout the day. So it came off a lot more naturally because I was actually thinking while I was speaking. In the second hour, I'd already got the forecast down. I knew exactly what I wanted to say for each graphic and the most concise way to say it. And then I sort of fell into that, again, sort of, that's a low confidence word. I fell into the default autopilot mode where I wasn't speaking naturally and spontaneously. Something to think about. 
when communicating, number one thing you always want to do is talk to the camera or the other person like you are speaking to an individual and you want it to be natural, spontaneous, and conversational. There was one other thing I noticed I was doing wrong in my forecasts, but it's slipping my mind at the moment. So I'll go... I'll just move on to my long-form video. I usually do my long-form video after the cut-ins, which is after 9 o'clock, because I only have a 20-minute break between cut-ins. A cut-in is basically where we do a two-minute news hit cutting into another show that's happening. So we do like two minutes at the start of the hour, two minutes at... 8.30, then 2 minutes at 9. So there's 20 minutes where we have some free time. I've been filling that free time with communication. Well, in the past, I I wasn't doing my long-form videos during this time because even though they only take 10 minutes, I didn't want to feel like I was rushed. I didn't want to have any time crunch on me because I wanted the videos to be perfect and I wanted to make sure I was doing it right and I didn't get interrupted or anything like that. That was the wrong mindset. The purpose of those long-form videos is to have them be as casual as possible. I want it to feel like somebody watching just feels like they're hanging out with me and we're learning about weather together. It's live learning. I get to show a bit more of my personality and we're really just hanging out talking about weather. That's the idea behind those videos. I want it to be as natural and spontaneous as possible. I want it to be the complete representation of my real personality. That, if that's the goal, perfection should not also be your goal. Those are contradictory aims. As a communicator, you can either be natural and spontaneous or you can be perfect. You can't be both. Those are contradictory. And you see it with most people in communication go the perfect route. They study pace, pitch, power, and pause. They know every single word that they're going to say all the time. And they say it perfectly with the perfect inflections in their vocal range. And they pause for dramatic effect. And they can be perfect at that and it can be very good. But it's not what I like. I like natural, spontaneous communication. And with that, sometimes there's mistakes. Sometimes some some of the best natural, spontaneous communication is where... Somebody says something, and then what they said almost makes them think about what they said. I I try to do that in my forecast sometimes. I'll be like, yeah, there's rain coming in on Wednesday. And then I'll be like, you know, I I actually shouldn't really call it rain. It's going to be a drizzle. It's light rain. It's like, technically, that's a mistake. I'm correcting something I said, but that's the most natural and spontaneous thing you can do. It's like, it's thinking live so in the long form video today I said you know what I'm just going to treat this as casually as possible I'm going to do it between the cut-ins and whatever comes out comes out I want it to just be natural it's just me hanging out talking about weather that's all it is just do it and there's no pressure now what's interesting is it ended up being by far my best long form video that I've done yet. 
I was completely casual, and because I was casual, I was able to think more clearly and communicate actually better, because I wasn't trying to rush, I wasn't feeling like I had to speak at a thousand words per minute, I was really just reading Meteorology Insider, read a paragraph, and then I'd turn to the camera, summarize it, or say what it reminded me of, or have a little insight, maybe a story, a metaphor, and then I'd turn back, read a little more, and then repeat that until the video's over. And it felt terrific. Definitely going to do that again in the future. And it might be the way I, any good communicator should think about all of their communication. Just keep it casual, as casual as possible. Here is a big disclaimer on that. You also need to know your audience. Because you do have to change your speaking tone depending on who you're talking to. If I'm hanging out with my cousins, I'm cracking jokes left and right and being a little bit inappropriate. If I'm hanging out with my mentor, even though he's a great family friend, I tone back the humor a lot. Just kind of out of a sign of respect. On the news, a lot of people listening, almost everyone, is older than me. They are people that I should show respect to. I should not be cracking jokes and acting like I'm hanging out with my cousins. I haven't really expanded on this idea fully. Like, why can't we be funny with older people? (laughs) I mean, some older people you can, but I think it's if you don't know someone that well, the correct way to go is to treat them with respect. And I mean, treat everyone with respect. But there's something about age and not really knowing your audience that it's just a sign of respect to not be a goofball. Give give them the information that they need to know as well as you possibly can. And don't assume that you're funnier than you are. (laughs) That's also part of it. You don't know everybody's sense of humor. So some people might love you for being if you're funny as a communicator. And then some people might completely hate you. Now, sometimes being a little bit polarizing is good as a communicator. And you're not gonna, I don't know, make an omelet without breaking a few eggs and you're not going to attract an audience if you also don't detract an audience. I think that's the right way to say it. Like the people who are loved the most are often also the same people who are hated the most. That's a bit of a tangent. (laughs) Going back to what I was saying, keep it casual, but within certain boundaries. That's something important that I need to work on is not making overgeneralizations. It's because what I love to do is analyze a situation, pull out the lesson, and then make that a principle. But one thing that I need to remember is things in real life are very nuanced. And what I often do in my life is I go through life with a plan and a strategy and a philosophy. Then something happens where I make a mistake, things go wrong, and I usually use my emotions to be able to tell when my philosophy needs changing, like when things just aren't working out for me. I can usually tell emotionally, like, I, this isn't 
This isn't how it's supposed to be. I don't feel good about this. Then you have to analyze your philosophy, figure out where it's wrong, figure out what needs to be changed, create a new idea, a new hypothesis for how you should become the best version of yourself, implant it into your life, put it into action until you make another mistake and you learn a little bit more. Now, this has worked out very well for me in the past as a way to learn and become better. But where it hasn't worked out well for me is where I will overgeneralize. I will look at a situation, pull out the lesson, and then say, this is true. And I'll put it into action into my life, only to find out maybe a month later after moving in the wrong direction that I didn't have the full story. The basic summary there is it's incredibly important to remember and analyze different ideas, philosophies, and strategies from different directions and perspectives to try to poke poke holes in your thoughts to protect yourself from being blindsided by chaos when your strategy falls apart. (laughs) That was a long way of saying, speak casually, but not too casually. Now moving on to my short form video. My short form video took a lot of takes today. It took a lot of takes because I was trying to fit a lot of information into one minute. And I did all right a number of times, but it was like a minute and three seconds and I knew I could do better. So I just kept redoing it, kept redoing it, kept redoing it. Main things I was focusing on, same as always, speaking as conversationally as possible not always easy to do in the short form video because I script that one in my head. I think I spent 30 minutes today thinking about all the different aspects I wanted to cover, then thinking about the communicative strategies I wanted to use to cover those and allow people to understand the idea that I was putting forward, and then focused somewhat on word choice. And then one thing I need to work on in the future is I do better editing when I'm just thinking. I don't do great editing when I'm already trying to speak it out loud and I do it wrong and then I try to think about how to do it better and then I try it again and I do it wrong again. It's actually more time efficient if I just spend an extra 10 minutes thinking, going over the script that I have in my head, then editing in my head for five minutes and then just trying to go ahead. That ends up taking longer because I make so many mistakes. Today, I made lots of mistakes. It was maybe the longest one of my short form videos ever taken. It's not because I was worse. I think it was because I just had higher standards. I knew I could do better. But what was really interesting was it was in that process of pushing myself further and further and further past the point where I'd ever pushed myself before where I had a good one I said you know what that was it I've already wasted not wasted I've already spent 30 to 40 minutes trying to say this short form video and it's been amazing practice but I'm like done with this and then I thought to myself and almost did what I've been doing in weightlifting or the cold plunge 
or in all different aspects of my life where I challenge myself just one more time. Just one more time I thought, you can do better. Just do it. Just do it. And I think this opened up something that I'd never thought about with communication before, but I should have thought about it because it makes perfect sense. I've been doing that so much in weightlifting where I've like been totally gassed out. I'm ready to end my weightlifting session for the day. I'm even walking out of the gym with my water bottle ready to go in the hot tub. The day's done. And I think, you're not that tired. You could do, you could do another round of pull-ups. You can do it. And then having that little challenge almost like fires me up and it makes me feel stronger. And what do you know, knock out another round. Then I'm completely gassed out and then I challenge myself again and again and again. And it's incredibly fun just to push myself to see how far I can go. Now how this relates to communication is when I did this today where I was like, all right, that's enough with the short form video. But then I said, come on, you can do better than that. Give it, give it another shot. You've got another one in you. You can do better. Know you're tired. I know you spent a lot of time on this already. But this, the extra amount of effort is what separates the men from the boys. Go for it. And what was interesting is just like in a weightlifting session, it like fired me up. And it immediately made me feel stronger when I turned on record and decided to push against that uncomfortable feeling and push myself a little bit further past my limits. Now, what was interesting about this was I think it was the best that I've communicated in one of these short form videos because it was coming from a place of strength. And that was something I've never really thought about in these videos before, but the emotion of the speaker is felt by the audience. Now, I've never, maybe this is the first time it's really occurred to me. I am not great at picking up on people's emotions, INTJ life, but I've been talking with someone who's like, it's like their sixth sense. They can walk past someone and know how the person is feeling. It's amazing. And when I was talking with this person a lot over the weekend and they were explaining that, it just got my mind thinking. And that's probably where this came from, this realization today, where people can tell where the speaker is coming from, how the feeling of the communicator. Maybe that's part of how you can tell if someone's being genuine or or authentic. That is something I'm good at telling. So maybe I'm better at this than I, than I think. But today I communicated from a place of kind of courage, strength, resilience, perseverance, and I'm sure it came through in how I was speaking, maybe in the subtlest way possible. But sometimes those little bits are what's worth everything else. The other thing that is very obvious in my communication style is I'm often happiest while I'm communicating because I'm in the moment, I'm getting better at the thing that I love most. And it just instantly fills me with joy while I'm communicating. And I've had numerous people, I don't know if you want to call it a compliment, but just say, Hey, I love watching your videos. Your big smile, like literally, it makes me happy when I watch your videos. And it's not even that, like talking about how do mudslides form, like that shouldn't really make anyone happy. But 
when I'm talking, when I'm breaking down the science of it and I'm using a metaphor, it makes me happy while I'm communicating that because I am in that flow state of individual betterment. And it feels like that's exactly what I should be doing. It, it gives my life meaning. And I think that joy that I feel comes through in my communication. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I have going for me. It's maybe combined with passion too. Now that, so what am I saying there? Think about emotions in communication. The emotions you're feeling and also the emotions you want the audience to feel. So I thought about this with my short form video today where I have a number of strategies that I'm using to convey ideas as well as possible because there's two competing ways to communicate and it depends on the ideal that you have in your life. If you want attention, if you want fame, if you want money and you want it as soon as possible, that is that requires completely different strategies than if you want constant betterment, improvement of your skills, and overall just to become the best communicator that you can be built on a foundation of integrity. But more than anything else, simply, you want to just commute, communicate ideas as well as possible. You learn something new, you think it's cool, you want other people to learn it too. That's the competing ideas. Attention, short-term attention, or communication of ideas as well as you possibly can. And those are contradictory most of the time. It's not contradictory if the ideas you're communicating happen to just be very interesting, then that can also gain a large amount of attention in the short term. And it's sustainable across iterable time. (laughs) Oh my gosh, so wordy. Um, Alright, so (laughs) getting back to it. Um, oh, broke my flow state. That's a bummer. Um, all right. So what I was saying is it's not only important to think about your emotions as a speaker, but also the emotions as the listener. So I was employing a bunch of the strategies that I use to communicate ideas as well as I possibly can, because that is the ideal that I'm shooting for. So the strategies that I use when it comes to communicating ideas as well as I can are using frameworks, like here's the three reasons, here's the three steps in the formation of a thunderstorm. That's a framework. The other one is stories. Saying, yeah, the other night I was walking around, I looked up at the moon, and oh, there was a ring around the moon. It's not a great story, but it's a story. And then three is metaphors. Metaphors is like the one I used in my short form video today, where I said a mudslide is like oatmeal. If when you're making oatmeal, you put a little bit of water in, it's going to be very hard and you're not going to be able to pour it out of the bowl. If you use a lot of water, it makes it more of like a liquid and then it can flow like a liquid. That's the same as a hillside when it gets a large amount of rain. So those are the different strategies. But within that, there's endless ways you can improve each one. So what I was actually thinking of towards the start of my short form video today was I'm going to use a framework where I start off with a question. And the question is basically why is, I'm talking about mudslides, but why is it important? Why should someone care? 
who cares about mudslides? So I was going to start off, and I thought mudslides are important because they can pose a threat to both life and property. Not bad, but it could be better. So right off the bat, the idea there is, why should someone care? Oh, it's important for life and property. That's something that can affect their life. Maybe they should listen. But then I thought, all right, that's, I can go a bit further. Let's see if I can combine some of these strategies together. So I thought, okay, I could combine that with a story. What's the worst mudslide in U.S. history? I looked it up. There was a mudslide in Oso, Washington in 2014 that killed 43 people and destroyed 49 homes. And I thought, that's a much better illustration of why this is important and someone should listen. Just think of it as a listener. What brings more of an emotional punch that makes you want to listen? Because you think it's something that could be important in your life. Mudslides are dangerous for life and property. Or, in 2014, a mudslide claimed the lives of 43 people and destroyed 49 homes. One is just a descriptive, concise sentence, which, you know, sometimes those are good. And one is a story. Stories always elicit more emotion than a concise informational sentence. That's just how human beings work. So I was able to combine the framework idea of start with a question, which is also sort of a hook, So I guess it's the hook story format, eh, something like that, with making my hook or my question also a story. I definitely liked how I did that, and then I also used the metaphor technique where I said mudslides are like oatmeal. I I like that one. And it's interesting, I actually even had somebody comment on the video like, does this really even need to be said? Like, who, who doesn't know this? And that's the kind of comment I'm actually going for because maybe that means they're just a little bit overconfident because I explained it so well that now there's no doubt in their mind. And I put across the idea in such a simple format that they believed it was just common sense. Because not all people know why wildfires increase the chances of mudslides. Like, someone with no science science background, that's not exactly intuitive. But it's a lot better than some of my past videos where I try to be so concise that it ends up being incredibly confusing and people end up taking away the wrong message. And it certainly doesn't seem like intuitive common sense, whatever I was saying. So, yeah. Short-form video. I think the main thing lesson today was emotion, not only eliciting emotion in the listener, but also in yourself. And you want to communicate and live from a place of courage and strength. I think that's the best way to put it. And I have a lot more that I was hoping. All right, there is one more thing I do want to mention because it is about the short form video today. I was talking to someone this weekend and I learned best from reading. So that's why I've put the captions on my short form videos. Like I always notice when I'm watching short form videos, 
I'm mostly just reading the captions that are popping up on the screen because that's how I learn best. But everyone learns best in different ways. And I had actually thought about this when I first started producing short form videos because I was trying to check every box. The audio box where it's me talking, the person who learns best from reading, so I had the captions on the screen, and then also the visual learner. So I had animations on the drawing or on the short. For whatever reason, I went away from that technique. But I was talking to someone this weekend. They said that they are a complete visual learner. And some of the concepts that I'm talking about, it's the first time they've heard about it. So it's really hard to picture what I'm saying when it's just words. I could, like, I could use much more visual and descriptive language, but it would still be hard to visualize it. Especially if you don't have a scientific background. This person even does have a scientific background. Pretty much in my field. And they said they still have a hard time sometimes visualizing what I'm saying. Then we also watched the show Our Universe. And it's the best animations I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's amazing how well the ideas come across. Because the words that they're saying are not only concise, informative, occasionally use metaphors, stories... But it's also paired with amazing visualizations. So I took both of those things and I decided need to start having an aspect of those short form videos that is visual as well. Get back to where I'm checking all three boxes. Now I still need to work on the overall design of those short form videos. It's, it's a bit clunky right now. But that's something that I can work on in the future. So... Overall, lots of good lessons today. I think the biggest ones were if your goal is to communicate ideas as well as you possibly can, you want to use every tool at your disposal. Audio, literary, and visual. But most importantly, you want to communicate from a place of strength. 